Hi everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. Before we even go into our topic, I just want to say to each and every one of you, congratulations, you did it, you survived the first week of January, going back to school was real hard, work was sometimes even harder because the mailbox is probably imploded with tons of emails and like the meeting starts coming in, but we did it, we did it together, so kudos to each and every one of you. Also, have we been keeping up with those resolutions? I have for the most part. Um, the writing one is definitely a little challenging, so I'm going to try to get back on that. But everything else I am trying to be good about. So I hope you guys are too. If you're not, don't worry. It's still the first week. Jump back on that horse and we'll get through it together. Okay, so this week's topic, I guess it really has to tie in with a little bit of resolutions as well. But I got a lot of messages from you guys and you guys asked about budgets and like money all of that stuff and I never really want to talk about money just because it's a sensitive topic it is a touchy one and everyone's finances are different that's why I try to stay away from it but I was like I could still talk about it and share how I deal with my own situation hopefully give you guys some inspiration or some tips that you guys can use for this year so this week's topic is monies oh yeah who doesn't like monies right so money First off, as you get older, I think we have such a different concept of what money is. I feel like when I was a kid, I was like, 20 bucks, just how hard is it for you to give me 20 bucks, right, mom? If I want to go to the movies and grab pizza and like blah, blah, blah. But as I get older, I'm like, 20 bucks is a lot of money because you know the value of hard work and you understand the time, the effort, and how much that $20 can mean. And rather than buying on dumb stuff you can put that towards something better so monies is and I also really like calling money monies because I wish I had more of it so that's why we call it plural okay so first off I want to talk about budgeting so everyone hates doing this I know I am oh I hate talking about money I hate doing math and like figuring out paycheck and how much you can use how much you can spend how much you have to pay towards debt how much you just have to work with what I sometimes like to call play money right so Jay and I actually sat down on the first of this year and we sat down with all of our bills you know expenses savings all of that kind of stuff and just try to figure out what is our goal for this year in terms of money monies so you know and we're sitting there with calculator trying to figure out all those little things like every dollar had to be accounted for because sometimes you have to deal with emergencies sometimes you might get hurt sometimes you might need to recover from being hurt and go to like physical therapy your friends and family might need your help or your pets or anything like that so it's always good to have a little nest egg of some sort and even if you don't run into that what about vacations plan on going somewhere nice and not having to worry about money when you're on vacation bigger or more you know lifelong goals it's probably like buying a house or car or refreshing some things in the home like improvement stuff but all of that circles around money and how much you can spend so it's not the best or funnest topic but it is an important topic so after going through our budget 
line by line, we focus on how much we can spend on food because we do love to eat. And sometimes I feel I am so guilty of going out to eat with my friends. I feel like that's the only way I can bond with my friends. I'm like, hey, let's grab a bite here. Let's grab coffee here. Let's grab something. Grab, grab, grab. One thing leads to another, next to another. And before you know it, we're both spending $100. And I mean, I had a great time with my friends, but was it really necessary to eat all of those things or go out every week and stuff? So we have to be smart about that. So budgeting, figuring out how much you have each month for bills, for savings, for if you have credit card debt or student loans still or anything like that, car payments, anything, put all your money, your important calls for money away and then have whatever you need to, you know, groceries or if you want to treat yourself to like a movie. I am such a true believer in you have to have some kind of fun money. It doesn't have to be a lot, but if you treat yourself to maybe if you have $20 extra or maybe if you have $100 extra, but you have to give yourself a little bit of pleasure. So after a long week, if your, you know, your go-to fun thing or your reward for yourself is to get a cup of nice coffee from a coffee shop or if you want to go out to lunch with your coworkers or go to dinner with your friends, you can be doing that. You can be saving and being responsible and still having fun. You just can't do it excessively. And believe it or not, when you have those goals and you have those boundaries set for yourself, you enjoy those moments more because you have a sense of accomplishment and you're also having fun. So you're like, hey, I'm being a responsible adult. Unlike that song from Pitbull that tells you you got $20 in your bank account and you can't pay for rent, but you're going to go clubbing. No, no, no. Don't do that. You're going to set yourself up for failure and you're going to live on the streets. Ain't nobody got time for that. Or want to do that. Okay, so first off, that is budget. But how do you stick to the budget, right? If you only have, and this really depends on where you live, but if you have about $100 for groceries, and believe it or not, in New York, that's really nothing. And it depends on how many people you're trying to feed. So I account for that. And I'm buying groceries for Jay and myself, and even Coco, because she's on a special diet. And Peanut, because he has special kibble. So all of those things. But if you're living in a different part of the U.S., that budget might be very different. You might only need $40 or you might need more like $200, depending on also your dietary restrictions. So one smart way about doing that is to plan ahead Plan ahead in terms of your meals. So with meals, I'm talking about meal prep. But no, 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 before you get turned off, I want to really just raise my hand right now and admit to you guys, I despise leftovers I despise eating the same thing every day so if you're like me understand that meal prepping is not eating the same thing every day it just means prepping your meals ahead of time or menu planning ahead of time and that changes week to week or even day to day for me just because whatever is on sale at the supermarket or at the local farmer market or what I have in the pantry or whatever. So one of the tips I want to share with you guys is when you go to the supermarket, sometimes they have those weekly circulars or they have all these signs saying, hey, this one's on sale, that one's on sale. Like I know Whole Foods, if you put your app, your Amazon app, you get an additional savings that they do not advertise really anywhere else unless you scan their barcode. So little things like that. And also be smart about your money. Buy whole vegetables, buy whole pieces of protein, Things like that. Do not try to get um, like chicken breasts or just chicken thighs unless they're on sale. I would always buy a whole chicken and try to break it down. I know you're probably like, well, you are in the culinary space, so it's much easier for you. That is true. I know some of my girlfriends who are in the fashion industry or the medical industry that cannot touch raw protein. It freaks them out. So my advice is, so buy things when they're on sale. So if 
you know, once a week if it's pork that's on sale or if it's ground beef or ground chicken or turkey thrush, whatever. If it's on sale, buy it and really invest in a vacuum sealer of some sort. I have a food saver and I love it because I buy all of these things on sale, especially proteins because proteins are really expensive. And then I vacuum seal it when I get home. I label, I date, and I remind myself, I don't have an inventory, I'm not that crazy, but I open my freezer and I know it's placed in a certain way that I'm like, it's FIFO, which is a very culinary term, first in, first out. So I know that I always have protein in my freezer and I defrost it and I menu plan. So every Sunday night, I'm like, hey, I have XYZ in the fridge. I have XYZ in the freezer if I defrost this and that. So after work, I don't have to run and go to the store. I'm also planning ahead. I get to marinate things. It has extra flavors and I'm using spices, which is very affordable. And in terms of produce, I know sometimes produce, they can go bad, especially like herbs and stuff. But with that said, if you buy whole vegetables, like broccoli is a perfect, perfect example. Broccoli, you can buy the whole bunch and usually it's like two or three little trees. That's going to be way cheaper than if you just buy the crown or even the florets. So what you want to do is use whatever part you want to use, which is probably the florets at that point, use them first and then save the stalks and you can shred them to make your own slaw of some sort. Again, with butternut squash, acorn squash, any of those squash products, I know it's very intimidating to cut, but once you do it, it is so much cheaper. I promise you. Also try to buy things that are more in season. Buying out of season is going to be way more expensive unless you have like a crazy craving or that's your treat for yourself then go go nuts um but definitely do that and then menu plan sometimes if i know when money's tight for a week i don't feel like i need to constantly have a protein i will eat mainly vegetables or i would eat like chickpeas things that i have in my pantry and stretch those so those are great tips i hope you guys get inspired and also another tip is to bring lunch bringing lunch is really It's just savings so much. Try it for a week and understand if you are going to spend $100 on groceries, how you are saving for lunch and dinner. Breakfast, if you want to get like a bagel or whatever. I mean, go crazy because mornings are hectic and I understand that. But if you are bringing lunch every day, it's so, it's you know what you're eating. There's no junk in there. And also, you spent that money. That was part of your budget. So if you're spending $100 on groceries and you're going to go out to eat lunch, and I know usually for me, A filling lunch is about $20. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Chelsea, Manhattan. It's very pricey, so always bringing lunch helps a lot. Switch it up. If you have, you know, if you make soup, then feel free to have soup every other day or twice a week rather than every day so you don't get bored. So meal prep, don't worry. You won't get palate fatigue. I promise you it's going to be routine and afterwards you're going to feel so good because you're cooking more you know exactly what's in your food you have control over that and you're saving money so you're feeling good you got money in the bank win-win okay so my second tip for you guys is don't worry about FOMO I know I get FOMO too when I'm trying to save money because sometimes I feel I want to throw myself a pity party and be like I don't get to go out I don't get to do anything fun because I'm broke but it's really not that bad and I was talking to Michelle uh, maybe two weeks prior, and I was feeling bad for myself. I was kind of throwing myself a little pity party, and I was like, I can't do anything, blah, 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 blah. But she's like, hey, I'm in the same boat. We're trying to save money, and we do notice that we go out to eat a lot. I'm like, I know, I go out with to eat with you, and our husband's going, like, it's such a fun time, but how can we be smart about it? So this past Sunday, 
believe it or not, we had a little dinner party. It was the Golden Globes. We watched the football game before, and then we played a ton of like games, board games, card games, Monopoly deal. There's a cereal game. Oh, it's so much fun. All these games. I'm going to show you guys. And then I made dinner. They were still playing. They were hanging out. And then after dinner, we watched the Golden Globes together for a little bit. We had dinner. We had a lovely meal, drinks included. And guess what? It was so affordable because we just had to go to the supermarket and buy a couple of things. And it came down to the math. I think it came down to maybe $5.50 a person if I really broke it down. Like I had some stuff in the house, so I didn't really want to count towards that. Yeah, $5.50 and that's including the drink. Where are you going to get $5.50 per person with a veg, steak, juice, and what we had gnocchi with brown butter. Like all of that stuff. That is a good meal. And if we went out, we would have easily dropped 150, including maybe more with tip. So that is what I mean. You don't have to be FOMO because you know why? You eliminate that FOMO thing. Invite people over or go to people's house and do it for maybe like a few weeks here and there. And then guess what? Everyone is not ever going to want to leave their house and it'll take turns. You also get to wear sweatpants. You don't need to dress up. I posted on my Instagram And all my colleagues at work were like, oh my God, that was so much fun. And isn't it nice to be home? Like, yes, you should come over and we should come over and then we can have like drinks or whatever. So no one is rushing to kick us out because they have to turn the table. It is magnificent. No FOMO because you are eliminating all of that. Everyone's coming to someplace and having a good time. And of course, if you flip through Insta stories, which we all do, and you do see someone going out, be happy for them. Be like, yeah, they're, it's probably their cheat day or probably they have a different financial situation. But you can take control of how you view being on a budget. It is not a sad thing. Everyone is doing it. Everyone, well, everyone almost I know is doing it. I don't know about everyone in the world, but everyone's trying to be smart with their money so you are not the only one do not feel bad and do not throw yourself a pity party if you do call a good girlfriend call a good guy friend and be like i'm sad and they will pick you right up and on you go again while putting the quarters or pennies or dollar dollar bills into that piggy bank so no need to be sad next one debt i know i hate this topic debt is icky Ugh, so icky. But we may or may not have it, right? If you have student loans or any kind of payments or anything like that, however you accumulated that, it's normal. And mostly everyone has it. And if they don't, kudos to you. But with debt, I've read a lot of books. And I think because it's January, everyone was talking about like finances and stuff. One advice they ask you to do is figure out how much it is. How much it is. And I think this is... This is my way to um to conquer debt, which start off with the lowest amount. So I think if let's just say per se, if one credit card has two hundred dollars, another credit card has a thousand, and the other one has five thousand, I would kill the two hundred dollars first because it's done. You don't have to think about paying three cards rather than focusing on paying two cards. And I know you're like, um, they say you're supposed to attack the big one first. No, no. What you want to do is give yourself motivation. Imagine you're only paying the minimum payment of the 5000 and you're barely making minimum payments for the other two. You're going to feel like it's never going anywhere because you have interest. So what you want to do is attack the little one first because the little one has probably lower interest. And also, when you're done with that, you're in your own mind. It's like a mind game. You're like, hey, I've done something. Instead of paying off three cards, you're only paying two cards off and you're going to focus on the next 
smallest. And then eventually when you're done with all the little ones, you can focus on the big guy. This is also different if you have a student loan. I feel like those are loans are very different depending on your interest rate. So call your bank and talk to them. Depending on your credit, depending on how long you've been a customer or your balance or anything like that, call them and they may or may not be able to lower your interest rate by even 1%. 1% of like let's just say 24% which is very very high makes a difference especially when you are trying to account for every dollar so call them don't be embarrassed it doesn't matter everyone has financial issues everyone has financial questions don't be embarrassed if you don't do it you're not doing anyone else a favor and that person doesn't know you and you're probably never going to talk to them ever again even if you got disconnected and try to call them back that's done so do not be ashamed of your debt just take control and it takes day by day and payment by payment but you got this so don't be sad everyone's going through it so next one is the opposite of debt which is savings <sighs> how do you even save when you are in debt it takes the budget so it all comes back to budget it is a little depressing because you're like, I can't make this and should I just take all my savings or what I could be saving and throwing towards debt? You can do that. But remember what we mentioned earlier? If you have some emergency, you have nothing. In this day and age, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. You may or may not have a job tomorrow. You need to at least have a minimum of two months rent saved. Yes, because that will keep you afloat. And I know it's hard and you're probably like, two months rent, that's a lot of money. It is. But when you are in the midst of like, let's just say looking for a new job or another opportunity or anything like that, if you're a freelancer, it will help with your sanity. You're not going to be desperate. You're not going to be like, I need to just pick up any job. No one wants to feel like that. I did that way back and it sucks. The amount of anxiety, you don't have a clear mind. And with that, you're not going to perform your best. You're not going to get the job. Because no one wants a worry war and no one wants this like crazy person. Be able to give yourself the time and also a little security. Everyone needs a little safety net. So I know it's hard, but even if it's $50 a paycheck or $28 a paycheck, keep just putting it towards that goal. I think it will help. And when you see that number and savings take a long time, outgoing money goes fast, incoming money goes very slow. But hey, if it's even at the end of the month and you save $40, that is $40 more than you had from the first. So good job. Keep going at it. And it's little, little steps. And try not to touch that savings. That savings is for a rainy day. So don't break that piggy bank unless you really need it in dire, dire situations. So promise me, please. Okay, so that's pretty much all my advice about savings and monies. But the important thing is, yes, monies is a very hard topic because it's sensitive. But at the end of the day, just know that everyone has the same kind of struggles, give and take. And some people who don't, hello, trust fund babies. Hello, silver spoon babies. Then those people are probably, they have probably other problems. And if not, then great for you. But majority of the world has problems and if you are going to keep ignoring it and tucking under the rug and be like oh I'll, I'll figure that out I don't need to do that those problems aren't going to go away 
those dust bunnies are going to only get bigger and they're going to come back and before you know it it's a way bigger mess so use this opportunity in the new year to sort all those things out and it doesn't have to be overwhelming take it one step at a time if you can only figure out your debt for one week then do that if you can only figure out your budget for that week then do that and if you really need help there are resources I would say go to your bank and talk to them and even if they say we can't do anything for you except you just have to pay it off your debt or you just have to save or you're just broke that's fine too at the end of the day you know that it is in your hands it is you can do something about it it's not a fast process but it is a process and you will get through it you are strong you're determined and it's going to be a good 2020 for you and your monies okay so it's that time of the week where we talk about recipe of the week and this one because we're talking about budget and how to make everything work for you every dollar counts we are going to be making a very classic dish that i'm going to show you how to do it numerous ways and also you're literally using it to the very last drop. It's called the classic roast chicken. And you're like, what? I don't understand. Buying a whole chicken, like I said earlier, is way cheaper. And also, there's not a lot of breaking down in this. It's kind of like buying a rotisserie chicken, except you have more control of it and you're learning to cook. And also, you are going to be able to make a much better juicier chicken. I promise you those rotisserie chickens are dry because they've been roasted way in advance and it's probably a little jerky so this way teaching you to fish I'm not just giving you a fish you're like what that was a metaphor Uh, we're still on chicken so back to classic roast chicken it's very very classic there are some aromatics some vegetables and some tips along the way that you can gain and it's a great tool that you I feel like anyone who can roast a chicken can feel good about themselves and also it's an easy dinner party to throw your friends if they're coming over for card games or just a dinner night. And then what you're going to do with that chicken afterwards, if you don't have it for a dinner party and just yourself, you can use different parts of the chicken in different way. I do put that information on the website, so make sure you check it out. And it's a two-in-one recipe because the carcass after the chicken, guess what? We're going to make broth out of it. Yes, It's the carcass. It has flavor. You paid for it. You're going to use it. We're going to throw some vegetables in and it's going to stretch it out. You're going to have broth so you'll never have to buy chicken broth again. You can also make it into soups or bone broth if you want. Anything like that. But it is using the whole product in its whole entire form and actually cooking it twice. So you're really stretching that dollar. Okay. How do you guys feel? I feel pretty good. I feel like we are going to be smart about our money. We are going to learn some great cooking skills in the kitchen. And of course, we are doing it together, which makes me always feel there's a sense of comfort there. So let's wrap up this first week of January on a strong note. We feel good about ourselves. We have control over our monies. And until next week, bye guys and gals. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. Material has just debuted their line of pans. It's from their 29 collection. 29 because it's a little nod to that magical element, copper, which means you have consistent heat distributing for the perfect cook. 
There's no Teflon, no lead, and no fumes. There's also a lip design that curves slightly outward for smooth pouring. You can pop them in the dishwasher, and they're also oven-friendly for up to 500 degrees. This coated pan can be yours for only $95. It's valued at $235, and if you use the code SIMMERDOWNWITHFIV, you get an extra 10% off. Now slide on over to that site on materialkitchen.com and get yourself a new pan. You're welcome.